Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Doubling up with the crew this week on football. We are talking about the coaching vacancies in the NFL. We are recording this on a Tuesday evening, so if something happens on a Wednesday, please, for the love of God, I don't care. Do you even know what happens on a Wednesday? Or especially if you watch it on, like, Saturday and the show is released on Thursday. Like, you know, on Friday, people got tired. I don't give a fuck, pal. I don't want to hear about it. We're doing the show. It's going to be fun. All right? You're going to have fun. By doing it, and you're going to smash the like button. I appreciate that. Very much subscribe to Mayo Media Network if you're listening to the audio version. Rate, review, and subscribe. And in the comments section, please tell me who would be the funniest hire to be the Jets' new head coach. The one that would make for the most entertainment. You know what? Funniest Jets head coach, funniest Chargers head coach, which would lead to more fun content on this show. Jeff Feinberg is in studio with me. Who would be the worst hire in your mind that would make you feel the worst? They hired Anthony Lindback? Jason Garrett. Yeah. All right. The coin is not going to be contributing to this show. Paul is behind the camera. We have a studio audience and on the line praying Marvin Lewis gets hired as the head coach of the Jets. It is Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust. That's not my name, but I now have become pretty convinced it looks like Robert Selai is going to be our uh, our head coach. And I'm pretty pretty good with that. It's going to be Doug Peterson, isn't it? That's a rumor. Doug, I think I would not be shocked if that happened either. Not at all because of the connections between him and Douglas. But were I Doug Peterson, I'm getting paid. I'm taking the take the year off. I don't think that's normally how these guys work. Uh, Some guys like if you have a young family or a family and you said you've just gone through a grueling series of years coaching and you're getting paid the big bucks to you'll be just in demand next year is this take the year. It doesn't always it's work a crazy year. If you, are, if, if you are in demand now, we've seen this far too many. It's like the guys that are in super demand in college then don't come out. Like very rarely <laughs> does that work out for them. Yeah, for the most part, you got to strike while the iron is hot. Yeah, but Peterson's Although got will, a Super Bowl ring. He can always flash. So. Yes, I will say there are some coaches in this in this um, hiring cycle that that could probably say no to a job if they didn't like it because I think they'll be back around for the next couple. Well, what I, agree. I, what I want to do before we speculate on who's going where and what might happen is to rank these jobs as the first thing that I want to do. So we have the Eagles, the Texans, the Falcons, the Jets, the Chargers, the Jags, and the Lions. We have eight coaching vacancies. Seven. I, well, Philly's now on that list because they fired Peterson. Right, seven, What's sorry. the criteria for ranking seven. them? What, what is the most attractive job out of all of these? I think there's a clear first and second. T- there's a tier after three teams, in my opinion. And uh, you could probably tier up the, f- the three teams that I um, determine. But, yeah. So let's let's try to come out this in order. Because I think the, the power rankings of the first pick here, of what is the most enviable job, I think that's somewhat up to debate. I would narrow it down to the Jags, the Jets, and the Chargers. I think on paper are probably the most attractive jobs out there. No one wants to coach the Jets because they're cursed. So they're third. I would think it comes down to if you believe in Herbert and you believe in this defense, do you believe in Herbert more than you believe in Lawrence? I guess is the question of what you want to do with this Jags job. Because I don't think that the Jags are as bad as the 1-15 in team that they were. Like, they put a lot of people on injured reserve early. Like, they did the tank the right way. And it's kind of free reign to do anything you want there. Multiple 
picks, the cap room. I will say to people that debate the Charger and Jags job and lean to the Jaguars cap room as like a decider, um, the Chargers have enough cap room to do whatever they kind of want this offseason. They do still control their own destiny from a cap perspective. So do a lot of teams. Yeah, though. and I will go the as Jets far. The Jets have even more cap. And, and then I the will, Jags have even more and cap. And I will go as far to say, so you're the Jaguars and you have money. What would you like to spend it on? An elite wide receiver and a premium edge rusher? No. I mean, those are things the Chargers have. Those so Well, no, uh, I, would, but I, I, I would say I, that the Jags spend their money on O-line. That's something the Chargers need to spend their remaining money on. But I do agree. The three you have have earmarked to me, there's a definitive gap between um, between those three and the others, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I think I would have the Texans in there, too, because they have the quarterback. No, that, that, that's the see, whole they've thing. Created a, they've created a fucking shit show now, and, and I assume this would be a big part of our show today. Um, but they have now put their organization in such peril they are now at a point where Tim could see this as a positive, but but I believe someone like I saw, like Joe Brady, having a great opportunity to get that job, he's pretty much going to tell him to fuck off. He He's going to be back in a cycle next year or could get other offers this cycle. Uh, he's a 31-year-old coordinator that had three receivers over 1,000 yards, and he didn't even have McCaffrey play. Uh, people love him. The new GM of what appears to be Atlanta um, is is from New Orleans, who has a tie to Joe Brady. So I think their job's waiting for Joe Brady. And, and Houston's in such a shit place that they've now got to, like, get a stabilizer like a Jim Caldwell because none of these guys who can call their shot want to go there. And Deshaun Watson appears to, 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 listen, it could be entire offseason clickbait. And I do He's believe, not opposed to be moved, put it that way. I do believe it just takes one phone call with a new coach that he might like, and everyone's on the same page in April. But he is like getting tugged from outside voices to take this like NBA player empowerment and not just like demand a trade, just but literally like call, like, no, you, you don't just have to trade me. You can only trade me to like two places. It, it's a bit different in the NFL. Because the contracts obviously aren't guaranteed. What's he going to do? Sit out? And, and you can't and not even give back the fines. with the, In the new CBA, if you're holding out, you better make that clear. And you better know what you're doing because it's illegal now to return. Hold, um, hold out money? Yeah. Like, you, oh, okay, you've held out for a month, but we're going to scrap the fines. Just come back. We have the contract. You can't do that now. That is now illegal under the I CBA. I can't believe the players agreed to that. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know who that benefits, but quickly, you're right. It's definitely bad for players. It kills their leverage to some degree. Yes or no question, is Deshaun Watson on the Texans Yes. to begin next yes. season? Yes. Yes, I would yes. say yes. I think I'm in a clickbait cycle. Everyone's doing shows. We're doing shows. NFL offseason loves having a topic like this. The NFL Network like producers are probably salivating that they get like two months out of this topic. That's going to be um, everything's like fine and normal come March and April. But because I can't fathom that they could let it get to this point. But there's this, again, this like player empowerment that, 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 that you're like seeing Deshaun might test those boundaries. He's going to try. And if the NFL owners are smart and NFL management is smart. <laughs> no one trades the, for him. From, like, from their perspective, they would want to squash this right away. So they literally blackball like. Stephen Ross from acquiring him in Miami, saying for the best, like, uh, uh, what do you call that? Tampering or yeah. not collusion? Yeah. collusion. I mean, it's, it, it's it's only collusion if you prove it. 
I, I could see that being very real, like a wink-wink collusion here. No, we are not letting player empowerment become a goddamn thing in this league. But I think it's a bit different, too. Like, you can have the player empowerment, but it will never be like you see in the NBA because two guys don't make a team in football. Like, You're right. You, you just, just saw Deshaun, But a quarterback does have... I mean, we just saw Deshaun Watson have the... He's on the team that had yeah. the third pick overall, yeah. the fourth pick overall. Like, yeah, you need a good quarterback, obviously. Yeah. But that's not good enough. That's part you're, one. You're, you're, coach. You're, that is a landing spot. If, if Watson's staying, uh, you don't have to find the quarterback. And that can be attractive. But it's that's a poison a pill cap you, and no draft cap. That's the thing. So well, that's why. There's no yeah, that, draft picks to go along with it. And Andre Johnson actually came out today and basically yeah. said, don't let the Texans ruin you like they did to me. Yeah. And DeAndre, and not that it Andre matters. Johnson went to se- well, that, that's rich of him to say. He went to several playoffs. Uh, you know, he had his opportunities. I, that doesn't matter. Deshaun Watson, who, Sean Watson got up by 24 points in the AFC divisional round and was the quarterback of a team that lost. So uh, the idea that he that that team or J.J. Watt didn't have chances to win championships uh, is just not based on yeah, the truth. I agree. It is based on perception. They can look to look at their own sins as to why they didn't win a championship last year, for example. I agree. There's, this, there's a perception that this organization has been like in some bad place for a long period of time. No, it's quite simply the second they let O'Brien be the GM was when this like high-ceiling talent like top end talent roster that lacked depth, but always was entertaining and well, fantasy relevant. Well, they did. Not that the fantasy relevant matters, just kind of like went nowhere. Cause this is a team that made playoffs with like freaking loser quarterbacks well, for a long time. They did the thing that the Rams are also currently doing, but they just got like bad people instead of the people that they had. Like they could have kept Hopkins and not got David Johnson yeah. in the second round pick that came along with it. Like when the Rams gave wow. up the first round picks for Ramsey last and Tunsil, year. Tunsil, they did the same for a left tackle. And who like yeah. Tunsil's fine, but they treat him what they gave up for Tunsil. Like Tim commented on the spread pick show from yesterday, but had the Jets clearly won the trade, getting the two first round picks with Adams. That could be true, and it could. Whether they hit on those picks or not, those picks themselves could attract a really good coach to come because you end up with a lot of draft capital to improve Correct. that team. Uh, yeah, so well, that's that could be the more valuable part of it. But Jamal Adams is still a great player. Tunsil's like okay. Yeah, I don't <laughs> he's know. He's an above average and left now tackle. And he's now, not the b- best left tackle in football. And now there's the third overall pick, which is is pretty much going to be mocked to a all world left tackle out of Oregon who's now going to play five years on a rookie contract. Yeah. Like in the same position, it's this weird mess that Houston's in. I don't envy them. I think on the surface, Tim is like, thinks Houston's an attractive job. Like it's a video game. I think it it, can be. No, but it's such a, now like a new coach with options. You're also in the AFC South, which is a terrible division and be put into that bad situation i do think they're being unfairly maligned for a gm hire that i don't think is bad and i guess no one's calling it bad deshaun's just mad that he wasn't included in it i think getting this nick cesario from new england is a good gm hire they tried to get him for like two years so clearly the organization finally got their guy but if have you ever seen I mean, we've talked about before this Easter B, this former like Patriot pastor that now has like so much control there. But this like Cal McNair fella, it's like watching Tommy Boy operate. <laughs> like he's just like a schlubby fat Texan whose dad owned the team and now he's in charge. And ugh. that's like it's like basically the plot of King Ralph. So is that why you like the Texans so much here? Because you love King Ralph? 
No, no, it's not, no, no. I, I, I don't know. Well, I don't have this job that high let, at all. Okay, so let's play in a world where Deshaun is not the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans for the first snap in 2021 opening night. Where is Deshaun Watson? Well, it's like 80, it's like Miami versus the league if there's a betting line. Well, I, here here's the move that is not, well, the betting line right now is, is Tua on the Dolphins next year, minus 400, yes, plus 250, no. So that is the most attractive, basically, rumor out there, that you trade Watson for Tua, their pick back, a second-round pick, and a first-round pick. But why does Houston have to, Tua can go in a separate trade. If if you're trading Watson, you're not responsible for taking Tua at all. Or no, but you that. would. It's almost you would probably try to gamble that Tua's good, that he was hurt this year, and if you get him for basically free in this deal, why, you might why want you the him? quarterback third overall. So you might no, you don't get him for free. You, I don't think you get him for free. Miami's got to trade Tua in a separate deal. I don't think you can make Houston take Tua. I would think that Houston would want Tua, and then you can use your third because you need use that third round pick on Devonta Smith or something. Well, I, they need to like Watt is basically cooked at this point, right? So you need to rebuild. And he wants out. He's he desperately wants. Well, out. well, fine. Then let him out and save yourself some cap room. But they need to almost go. They basically pull the Bengals for the last decade. The Bengals under Marvin Lewis, who so a team was good enough to make the playoffs every single year, put up a fight. I mean, they advance one round farther once than <laughs> the Bengals did, but they were the the early game on Saturday losing team. And the one time that they. Did they win the two playoff games? They beat the Bills last year, then lost to the Chiefs. Did they beat the, the Con- Did they beat the Connor Cook Raiders team? I think yes, so. they did. Yeah. And they beat the Bengals more than once. Yeah, they've won. A, they've won playoff games. JJ's had some pick six at the line of scrimmage. Sure. I and, remember. And, and they've never advanced past. So they're the upgraded version of what the Bengals yeah. were the decade before. And what did the Bengals have to do to try to get better? They had to completely bottom out. Get rid of everyone, try to rebuild the O-line, try to build the D-line, bring in a new coach, and then wait for your moment to get the quarterback on the rookie deal. I don't think going out and getting the quarterback right now for them is really going to... You're going to waste two years of this rookie contract trying to make your team better around them. Like, you're probably better off waiting. If you're going to be bad anyway, at least try to get some good, solid pieces on your either in your secondary, D-line, O-line, then bring in the quarterback because then you get the extra year out of them. You're going to interview for this job. You better have answers to solutions that they don't have answers for. Like, they're almost just outsourcing ideas. <laughs> Putting out Twitter polls? Nope. I mean it. Like, I, like I you know. interview, Bill O'Brien was so if you interview for this job. Promoted. I think it's not that hard of an interview. S- sort of like getting interviewed for Philly. It's like, you've got to be... You have to have answers coming to the interview. I mean, like for the Chargers, you want to interview for the Jags, for the, I mean, to a certain extent, like show us scheme, show us what you're going to do. Maybe we'll put you in some what, situations. Uh, what do you think happens in a job interview, Jeff? Do you think there are certain job interviews where you don't show up with answers to questions? <laughs> well, you don't just sort of like, you just opine at random about things. No, no, <laughs> I, I, obviously, Tim, my point is you've got, you, <laughs> You're going to have, like, their solutions for them to big questions. Like, what will you do here? Okay, you're the court. You're the, you want to be the coach of the Eagles. What would you do? Would you trade Wentz? Would you trade? Uh, I, don't her, think, like, I don't think that the head coach of the Eagles gets to make that decision. I think that's why Peterson was fired. But they have, they, 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 when the, you're being interviewed for the job, they're going to be, so what would you do? Well, I think they, they so tell what you, would you, what would you, you how would you fix job? Wentz? What would you do to get Carson saying, right? We're keeping Hurts. What, what do you do with Jalen Hurts? It's not, what would you do with Wentz? What would you do with Hurts? It's like, here's who our quarterback I'm saying you've got to answer a lot more in those kinds of interviews than I think you do um, 
with the lion's job, which has got to be the worst of the bunch. I disagree. I disagree entirely. It's funny that we talked about these teams as kind of comparables all year long, but Atlanta and Detroit, like, what's a worse job? Atlanta. I think Atlanta might be the worst job. No, I don't agree. I think it's I think the, if you look at that division, you see the Saints and the Buccaneers with, that are old teams that are close to cresting. Yeah, but you're also an and, old team that's locked yeah, into but, a lot of big contracts. At least Detroit feels like they can get out. From I don't it. know. Detroit can get know. out from everything. I would rather be in Atlanta than I would be in Detroit. That's for sure. I would rather be in Detroit. I think that's a better. F- I think you can get fresh quicker in Detroit. Well. Without like pressures, maybe to to um, appease and to, yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I think Detroit's probably in a much better cap situation. I like Detroit, and it's just Ryan versus Stafford. Not that Ryan is significantly older than Stafford, but I'd rather have Stafford at this point. Yeah, I would Ryan. rather be the team that takes the second win with Stafford. But but going back to something you were asking before, do you think it's plausible a that um like a team like a 49ers or like a Pittsburgh would like just full th- like jump Miami say for like a Watson if that actually was a thing like I think teams I think get it, in on this I think if Watson's available there's a coaching move that I think I pointed out to you that could potentially happen if Joe Brady wants to go to Houston look what he just did with Teddy Bridgewater that Houston trades Watson for Bridgewater and like 3 years worth of first round picks and then Brady goes with Bridgewater to Houston and then Watson goes to Carolina, which I think is a really nice fit for Deshaun Watson. Chicago and Denver have to be in this mix. Uh, the Jets, I mean, the Jets are in a really good situation if they want to go get absolutely. Watson. They absolutely yeah, absolutely. I was actually lamenting on Twitter that I was surprised people weren't putting the Jets on the short list. Um, and they have, have all that cap room. They have too. the cap room and the draft. Simply the draft capital and quarterback need alone to me, puts the Jets on the short list. Yes, but if I Watson under- doesn't want to yeah, go there, yes, it doesn't I under- matter. Yes, I understand there's all this, like, why would Watson want to go to one shit situation to the next? If he really wants out of Houston, I'm telling you, New York, all it takes is the Jets hiring a coach that New Watson wanted the, wanted Houston to interview. He'd be the biggest star in the NFL in two years I'm just because saying, he's in New York and he's that good. If he Watson, plays, he plays if on, like, people the D2 like, New York if Watson, like, in if the, New Jersey. If the Jets hire a coach that Watson likes... That's one phone call from Watson being like, no, I would go there. I see a plan. So people like dismissing New York in this, I find is strange, but I don't know. I feel like we're just burning hot air. I don't see him moving. I think time will just just heal this. I, I think, but, but, but I get nervous for Houston and their fans when like the Andre Johnsons are like pouring gasoline, like giving Watson some courage and he's getting like, encouragement from like a LeBron James like do it man that's when like he might say he might effing do it but Bill O'Brien just left this organization such a shitty situation like I would want to get out too I I don't disagree I'm wasting the prime of my career right now by being on this team that really it's not they have no chance of being good because he could carry them there they can make a draft pick or two in the later rounds all of a sudden they're fine and they're like a 10 and 6 team once again because Maybe the Titans fall off a little bit. The Colts still, I mean, what if he, they wouldn't trade him to the Colts, but that would be a great spot for him. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know how this plays out. I also look at Miami and I'm like, you got to just give it all. I, I would give you it could all. contend for, you contend for a goddamn decade. And guess how this league works. The draft picks are incredibly valuable and I love them like a firstborn. 
But there's this crazy thing that happens. The league just gives you seven more next year. And the year after that, it's like this replenished stock that the league just gives them back to you. Unless you're the Patriots, sometimes they take those away. Yes, but you know what I mean. So if this is real, Miami would be pulling malpractice if they're saying, no, we don't feel like contending for a decade. Eagles fan back there, is that a good job or a bad job? I think it's actually one of the worst jobs that's available. It's a very old team. It's a tough job. It's an easy division, though. And it's a team that won the Super Bowl three years ago. I guess, do you believe in Hurts or if Wentz can be fixed? What? Well, I do think Peterson was fired because they want to keep Wentz. So you better believe in Wentz. <laughs> oh, God. It's quite incredible as a coach of a team that never wins anything, that's never won anything. I mean, to the guys won a Super Bowl, made all those playoff appearances. You'd have a lifetime contract if, like, the Spanoses owned the Eagles. <laughs> now, we were not successful, so we don't. Um, and I'm not even saying I want the Chargers to run and hire Doug Peterson, but what a, what an amazing turn of events. And I'm so convinced they actually If he know were in who, the same state, I, if he was the Steelers I, coach for a Super Bowl, I'm, they would I'm so forever. convinced they literally know who they're going to hire, and I'm scared shitless because... Greg Schiano. This is a team, to me, <laughs> to me, two days ago, I thought it was Chargers or Jets for Dayball. Um, that's just how Ooh. the interviews lined up. But now that the Eagles come into play, it's another Northeast team. I've loved this. I've loved this Telesco and Dable have the same agent. Well, apparently so does this Howie Roseman and Dable have the same agent, which is crucial in these negotiations for coaches that are still in a postseason to get a vibe. So I, I'm scared the Eagles are, are, are here and they are going to – Steal my beautiful, fat, bald, bearded schemer. If he's right, and this shows that they're committed to Wentz, if you can't get Watson and you're one of these teams, would you trade for Hurts? Because it would make no sense to hold on to Hurts. I don't think Howie Roseman wants to trade. No, they drafted Hurts in the second round. I think they see Hurts as like a sidekick gimmick that can do a lot of things. How is that worth a second round pick? I don't know. But the GM that has all the control there is still there. I don't think Hurts is going anywhere. I think he's like part of a thing they want to do. Could you get a first round pick for Hurts right now? Yes, because he was drafted the very beginning of the second and he showed more than two. Yeah, you definitely could. No offense. Don't come for my head. Maybe they should bring back Chip. Bring back Chip Kelly. He had a I have better a question. Did that, did that Redskin playoff quarterback in one game Heineke? show more tape than Tua nine? I mean, yeah. The answer to that is question that, is undoubtedly yes. I just uh, because he ran. That, that was always the weird thing with Tua this season was they never let him run. Well, it's not like he, was part of, but it's the, not like he can't run. We've yeah. seen him run. Yeah. And it's not like he's Lamar out there, but he's a mobile. He's not Lamar or Kyler, but he. Can, I think he also throws the ball forwards, which is something Tua doesn't really do. <laughs> Wow. So who would you rather have, Heineke or Tua, Tim? Oh, Heineke. <laughs> Tim. Who do you think people would rather have, Tua or the Jordan Love unknown? Probably. Well, I, I think if I'll we pulled Jordan it right now, I think that if we pulled it right now, people would say Love. But I'm not convinced about that. I agree. I, and I've been mean, but I, I think the Dolphins got to stick with Tua. They got to build for Tua. They got to give him a chance to make it all okay, right. Okay, what happens when the Jets draft 
a running back, number two overall, and the Dolphins are sitting there. They trade the pick. They trade the, the pick, or do they take is... Fields? Do they take Wilson? Oh, I have no idea. People get – I don't know. By all accounts, they have put the flag outside the property to say, two is our guy, and we're not scouting quarterbacks. But that's also a smokescreen at the same time. Yeah, this it's is a smokescreen like, oh, you want this pick. Exact same thing. I agree. I'm just saying, they, 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 they consciously – Raised an off-season flag to say, don't bug us about drafting quarterbacks. We have our quarterback. How I think optimal scenario here is, Tim, what what coach do you think that you would want on the Jets the most? He's now going to say the guy that's coming back for a second interview who's perceived to be the favorite. Well, just the just say who you want, Tim. The number one guy you want for the Jets coach because everyone's available. My number one choice would be uh, Dable. My number two would be Salah. Was Sally your second choice yesterday? What happened to Jim Caldwell? Be delighted with Jim Caldwell. Would be delighted with Marvin Lewis. There's a all the names of the guys the Jets have been interviewing. I kind of like all of them. I like the, I like the process that's going I, on here. So I'm giving Tim credit and agreement. Maybe it's just because I'm in it, Pat, and I'll own that it's because I'm in it. Outside of the name Jason Garrett, I am blown away. With this this hiring cycle, I am blown away with the quality of of candidate that is available. Every single person the Chargers that have brought in outside of Garrett, I think, has a realistic big future in the league. So, yeah, but how often do you see coaching candidates getting floated around that aren't retreads that people aren't excited about? You're right. Like if you're a, if you've only ever been a coordinator, the only reason that you're getting any considerations because you've had success at whatever you're, you're right. Doing. You're I'm right. not excited at all about Urban Meyer going to Jacksonville. I think that is not going to work. Is that? Do you think that's? Well, hold on here. What I wanted to say is, I hope that Dayball or Salah end up going to the Jets. Tim gets what he wants, and then the Patriots trade for two, and two is awesome with New England. That would just make my make my year. Not that I like New England, but that would be fantastic. And Jeff and I both really like the enemy too, but I think we both kind of think he's going to Atlanta. So I think it I don't well, no. To me, Joe Brady or the enemy ends up in Atlanta. The connection is the assistant GM or a top personnel guy in New Orleans is the favorite for the Atlanta GM job. And before Brady was in LSU, he was a coordinator in New Orleans. Um, so that's a big. A big um, dot. Bienem, if you want to, if you've asked me my list, my top two are Dable and Bienemy. I still, my top four would be all offense. I have made a decision. You don't want, uh, but Salah would be also a great influence on that. Team. Yes, so there are two defensive candidates that I would like, but I have made a decision in my head that it is in the best interest of the football team to go offense. Um, even if they want to draft more receivers, let's let's do it. Let's be L.A. cool. Now, you could say that's a bad priority, but but I think it is for this team and the situation we find ourselves in, hyper important, and I've just got to bank on my high-ceiling defenders like a Bosa, like a Derwin, forcing a field goal, making a big play a couple times a game to save us. Every single... If you put it this way, let's say we hire a defensive coordinator and we flourish and we go on to flourish as a team. Our offensive coordinator is going to lose his job as a head coach. If you are an offensive guy and your defense flourishes, it's exponentially less likely you'll lose your defensive coordinator as a head coach. 
Yeah, that's, that's just how this league is trending. Right? Isn't that like isn't yes. that how it works? I think you're looking at a situation here where the best spot for Salah is Detroit. He was the minus 200 favorite there when this process began. It you get felt the sense like, he doesn't want to go there. It you felt like he was he well, I, mean, well, I mean, you're only saying that because he's had the second yeah. interview with the Jets. He's I read a report gonna, today that said Salah for, either wants the Jets or doesn't want a job. Who, who is the... Really? Where'd you read that at, Tim? I want to... Can no, I no, hold, hold, hold on. It's on on Twitter today. In fact, I sent it to... I think I sent it to our group chat. Did, did you hear what he just said? You saw it on Twitter? Yeah. Did, did you hear the, the statement that he Mike, said? Jets Mike or he doesn't want a head coaching job, according to Tim, apparently. Mike Garofalo tweeted, Salah was, likely, uh, was initially thought to be a lock for the Lions. I believe it might be Jets or bust for him. He's so what you're saying is round. that some guy on Twitter lives his truth like you, and he's just saying, I think this is what's going on. I, I, I do want to say. I have a strong feeling that Salah will not get out of the building the next time he comes to visit. Well, he's flying in, I think, for visit two, and that would be pretty premature, Tim, because that would be your own. Robert Salah to the Jets for round two interview is the first, to my understanding, of all seven teams. Obviously, the Eagles are my, fresh. Meyer met with Khan. Second round. Well, you know what? Meyer and Khan have probably done two or three rounds. Yeah. It, it, to be it, fair. It, that but, like but, 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 but of all these other teams that seem to be having more of a real process, um, Salah is the first round two interview I've seen documented anywhere, excluding, yes, probably the five Khan Meyer conversations. I don't think the Jets conduct one round two interview and make their hire. I think there's been an incredibly slow burn here in this process that probably continues a little bit, but someone's going to make a move first, and maybe it is the Jets. Well, do you think that Khan promised Urban Meyer not only the job control over the pick, but also like the AEW World Championship? <laughs> I don't... I don't want Meyer to me just feels like it's a paycheck chase. I want someone hungry. You know what? I want someone hungry. I, he is notorious I, I, for being hungry. I like it though. I, I don't know whether or not he's going to be a good head coach in the NFL or not. They need it. They need to be an off season story. They get on prime time. It's, I, not, it's urban and Lawrence. I, th I think for urban Meyer, like this is the shot that you take, like go do this in North Florida. Show you can do this in North Florida where you'll just have like local support instantly. I think it works out better than Saban in the NFL. I agree. Yeah, well, Saban doesn't. He doesn't a get bar. a. He doesn't get a turn. Drew Brees down. He gets his Drew Brees when he walks into Jacksonville. If it with this Trevor, uh, I do. I do think that like a lot of people. Oh man, if Urban Meyer goes to Jacksonville, they're taking Fields number one. I don't think that happens. They're I taking agree. Trevor I would Lawrence. Be surprised. I would oh, that's be surprised. yeah. I've, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. That's. Yeah. But you, the thing you, is, Meyer is the type of guy who would do that. Because he's the type of guy who thinks he's smarter than the NFL, perhaps, and will not listen to conventional wisdom and make the pick. Uh, so I, I get why people are saying such a thing, but I would still expect him to make the pick of Trevor Lawrence. But I don't know. I have low expectations of my. I, I don't think that his coaching approach and style will thrive in the NFL. If, uh, we'll see, though. If the Chargers go defense, I'm telling you right now, from my understanding, it's if they go offense, it's Dable B enemy. I do think Arthur Smith is in play and there's a quality to Arthur Smith that I love. Feel like he kind of lost some steam here after losing to the Ravens. Maybe, but there's a quality to Arthur Smith that I love. His name is Arthur. No, he just use that gif. This could be like a weird <laughs> place to come from, but to, I don't know. I, I, 
I'm trying to think how to phrase this properly. For whatever reason, I put a paramount amount of respect on a on a silver spoon kid that like literally put his boots in the mud in a coaching perspective and, and, and did the ranks for a guy wouldn't have had to work a day in his life. Um, I, I think you can swing that one of two ways. You can swing that. Yeah. It's nice that he went and did that cause he never had to work a day in his life, but he also had the in to go do that. And he didn't have anything he really had to do in the rest of his life. So he could go do, that. I guess, but you could say like Sean McVay had an in to go do that too. Cause he had a grandpa who got him like a low level job. Or the fact that NBC just hired Chris Collinsworth's son to do Sunday Night Football for no reason. What? He doesn't what? have to work. The son of a Chris Collinsworth's son does all the pregame for Sunday Night Football and has all season. What pregame? I don't even watch like Sunday Night Football. Isn't isn't that the one like Tony Dungy's? On? Literally, yeah. It's not like no, no. Hair. Like the guy who goes to the stadium and like makes like the. Anyway, you really you guys are not following this closely enough at all. I don't like watch Jack Collinsworth's. So well, anyway, Jack Collinsworth is like working Sunday night football. Is he on air? I think he's good though. Oh yeah, like I oh, Eagles he, he son. Is like, good. I think he is good. He looks, he looks and sounds just like Chris Collinsworth. He's blonde, he is right? He's like a scrawny uh, little blonde, right? He's scrawny. I don't I don't know the hair color. Just but like, like Eagles kid who was doing. I've heard like, him before. He didn't have to work a day in his life either, but he's he's grinding on TV. Like I actually kind of respect that. No, I mean, I think Collinsworth money is not your dad invented FedEx money, man. No, being that's like, correct. Being an 80s Bengal does not mean your dad get you FedEx silver spoon. Well, he's Call also it. making tons of money off of NBC. Well, like, no, he, he, he makes a lot of money about being the owner of PFF. Pro Football Focus. And the owner of PFF, yeah. But but I'm just saying, like, no, I, I respect uh, Collinsworth's kid. I actually, now that you've connected dots for me, I actually think he's good. Um, I agree. I think he is good. Well, I, I listen. I went to school with, and this is only a Canadian reference. Sean McKenzie, who's on Sportsnet yeah. right now, his dad, Bob McKenzie, probably the biggest TV. He Schefter was Schefter for hockey. He's he Schefter for forever. hockey in Canada. And Sean is awesome on air. Yeah, uh, and same thing. Like he used to grind at TSN when he was a teenager. So being in the building early is a huge advantage to a lot of these people. Because they get to build up these reps when people not in their circumstance would never get yeah, to build up these reps. So they should be good at it. And a lot of them are good at it because of it, because they've been around it so often. So maybe you're right about that. Like being around the team, getting in early, much like a McVeigh in that sense, that they were just around it so often that they're going to be good at it. Like Steph Curry at shooting threes. Well, like, I don't know. Bill Belichick's kid runs the defense. And he'll probably be there after Belichick. He'll probably be on McDaniel's staff. Are we sure that McDaniel's going to get that job? Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying. I, I Also, do you know who's like an assistant assistant on the Chargers? Like Rex Ryan's kid. Because like Lynn was on Rex Ryan's staff. So like it's all fucking, it's all fucking thing. Is, is Bob McKenzie bigger than Bob McCown in Canadian like sports? Yes. yes. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. Really? I thought yes. McCown was like, okay, fair enough. Bob McCowan replied to a tweet I sent last week. It was actually pretty funny. I, I actually like Bob McCowan. Yeah, I got no beef. I and do Bob too. Da, Bob he's doesn't. Been on, he's Bob been on the air for like Bob is years, great. Right? Listen, Bob isn't a phony either. He 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 acknowledges. I, I go to bed. I don't watch these stupid games. But I'm gonna bring does, on guys that did, and I'm does gonna he ask good questions. Does he take super long commercial breaks so he can go hack darts outside? Yeah, he probably had to take an L. Yeah, <laughs> or just like uh, I remember back in the day, we had like a no smoking rule at the score. But like Morenci needed to smoke, and he like the breaks were only so long. So like he's allowed on the balcony. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I like that. But McKenzie is probably, yeah, he's Adam Schefter <laughs> to the NHL and being like, think about how big, like, as NFL contemporaries on television for football, Schefter might be the most recognizable name. Yeah, I think that's right. Like, he's, I, I doubt he gets paid the most, but when you look at it, like, who do you know the most? Like, I guess Aikman is up there because he's like Aikman, Romo, Romo, like the commentators, but like Man. everyone knows Schefter. Hmm? And you go actively search out the information. Like, you have, like, even between like Rappaport and Jay Glazer, and I guess Lackenford doesn't do it anymore. Like, yeah, he's not as, he seemed to have lost his touch at like breaking. Yeah, you know, I don't put think it he, this way. At the Super like, Bowl, you had a chance to interview Rappaport. You would not have gotten a chance to interview Adam Schefter. I, I did interview Ian Rappaport. <laughs> He was on the Pat Mayo experience. Fun time. And that's not to say he wasn't a big deal, but it's just like Schefter was not an option for you. I I, I did well. I mean, I think Ian Rappaport wanted to do the rounds. I think Rank hooked me up with that too. So shout out Adam Rank, the NFL Network guys helping me out in that regard. But as it pertains to Canadian hockey, like think about and obviously Gino Retta. He isn't as big. No. What are you? He's got a show. All he's got a show every night, and he's got it. He's been around forever. Oh my God! Screw Tim. Jim Van Horn no was around one, forever. There's no one that touches McKenzie. If anything, it'd be Duth- like okay. a host like Duthie. Yeah. yeah, Duthie would probably be the second biggest. But even, that is like Jay and Dan. I'm trying to think. Like even, um, not that you would matter. I'm trying to think. Like who is the other inside? Like a Pierre LeBron. Like who are the other guys? I mean, like in hockey, it it's like Schefter and Rap and Glazer. Before and he retired, Landsberg like was just Woj a big and Mark Spears and Shams. Shams. Yeah. And in baseball, it's like Rosenthal, Morosi, and like Heyman. Buster, Buster only. Jeff Passan. Yeah, Buster yeah, only. Uh, I, although, is he more of a columnist or a news guy? Uh, Passan can, can break a story. But in hockey, it's like Bob McKenzie and Elliot Freeman. And like Drager. And kind of. That, I mean, I don't know enough about it, but like those, you say Elliot Freeman, you say Bob McKenzie, I know what there's you're some, talking about. And then there's about. some real pieces of shit there. Where? But like the well, hockey guys, there. the <laughs> hockey guys, <laughs> I imagine, I imagine like at ESPN in Bristol. You're basically just Homer, just throwing the match on the, on the bamboo yeah, really. bridge on the way yeah. out. Oh, I, I imagine like. I can't, I can't imagine what you're going to say about me once we break No, up. no, no. I imagine like the hockey guys at, at TSN. Well, I know how they carry themselves, but I imagine the football guys in Bristol, like. It's the same, like, sort of, like, this, like, you guys, like, there's the other sports here, but, like. Sorry, guy, who, who sorry, Chris you? Schultz, yeah. who does CFL. Um, yeah, whatever. Cam would tell me these stories, like, Drager or Millard would have, like, a red light at their desk, and you couldn't talk to them if their, like, red light was on. Like, just such pompous losers. <laughs> I like it. I'm going to do I that for said, here. Like, I'm, I'm going to have a little light, and you can't here. talk to me when it's on. I feel like you shut the door to your office. You're probably good to go. Yeah, Not that probably. I have an office. Rather than an open concept in a little mini room here. I don't know how we got here, but... Arthur Smith. Silver Spoon, Arthur Smith. Good guy. I think that's a good quality. I, don't I agree know with if, you. I don't know if he tops Dable or Biennemi on on my list. My one concern for Biennemi... Well, you know who's floating around right now? Maybe the next Jets head coach if they don't get Salah. Tim, have you heard this? No. I got two words for you, Tim. Todd Bowles. Eagles yeah, interviews. Don't they, I don't think he's coming back. But he's getting, like, now that the Bucks have moved on, he's getting well, a lot of bucks. he may have, he very well may have. The, the uh, What happened in New York wasn't particularly Bowles' fault. 
Bowles just whose fault made was a lot of mistakes that he didn't let that would have been learned in time, but like the Jets are just ready to move on with a new team. I don't know. I'm like Bowles t- totally deserves a second crack at it. I, I never despised Todd Bowles. I just didn't think he was the man for that job. But being a DC in Tampa for a couple of years and having some real success with that team uh, in the right spot, I, I think I think he would be a steady and reasonable presence in a team for a team that needs that. Paul, if the Jets signed blank as the head coach, uh, as their new head coach, uh, who would who would it be that would upset you the most? Good question. The, the Jets That's trade the question. second overall pick to Arizona for Cliff Kingsbury. And the, Tim, and the retroactive rights to Josh Rosen. No one that we've interviewed so far. Yeah, because like, Tim really is like me. No, no, like, he's kind of glossing over the process, being like, I won't be mad. I love everyone we've interviewed. Like, I'll acknowledge outside of Garrett, like, I kind of have the same feeling. There are no bad <laughs> hires. They're all twigs. I mean, yeah, of course the guy that hired McCoy and Lynn will make a good hire this time. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? <laughs> like yeah shit, I, I haven't seen a name thing. floating around yet that would have like would really that has really bothered me but he also likes would, marvin lewis well most jets yeah, fans would be triggered i by wouldn't that. be i would not be hyped for what, Doug if, what if they hired tua as their head coach <laughs> well yeah he's to take the pressure off well, so what if they hired tebow former jet yeah this I think he'll uh, get they, the coaching. They were this, talking about Aaron Glenn. He's, I guess, the guy of the of the group. I'm, I guess, I'm the least hyped about. What about Glenn? Glenn would be a dark. Be, <laughs> hate that I think Glenn. Glenn would be a dark horse candidate. I just don't know enough about whether. I mean, he used to play for the Jets. Uh, if it would the be an Chargers go defense, I'm telling you, we will be this Rams coordinator, this young kid, Brandon Staley. He is getting a lot of buzz, Pat, because apparently um, he is. A, friends with McVay, but B, uh, was a college quarterback himself. So um, He's a fom, friend of McVay? Yeah, friend of McVay, college quarterback himself. So he has apparently been, been very impressive with his offensive concepts <laughs> in these interviews. Why are you laughing at me? I'm thinking about the red light. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's on. So it's on right now. I can see the red light on my camera, so you can't it's talk so to ludicrous. me right now, Tim. What about Greg Roman? Eh, I feel no. like it would have happened for him already yeah. if it was ever going to happen. But even last year, I was surprised to see Martindale and Roman kind of be shut out. And you're right. There's like when the iron's hot. There's no like this whole like oh I might not like that job or coach. No, if someone's offering you. A job. It seems like you got to strike while the iron's hot. Although I do believe this Joe Brady fellow can pick his job, as could Dable. But maybe Allen becomes the accuracy guy Tim's projecting him to be next year. And sucks. And Dable loses all his shine. So I don't know. Well, this this works out really interesting for me. I don't think that Dable's really at risk of this. Let's say Tim is correct and Lamar goes mental against Buffalo and just kills Buffalo. I think it puts Roman back, like it elevates his status up. Like holy shit! Like, but he got Baltimore over the hump. He figured out what he made the adjustments, and all of a sudden he's back to being a front runner for one of these jobs. And if Buffalo's offense stutter, sputters, it's like oh, I guess maybe in the big moment, like Dable's offense wasn't so good. It's a great regular season offense. He can beat up on a lot of bad teams against good teams. Couldn't really do. I anything. don't know. Are we like, gonna? But the, so, there if there's so, a blizzard in Buffalo but, but on Saturday, so, we're gonna so, hold that on Dable. They might. There's there is so much. I I wouldn't. No, I, you're right. You're but, right. A win and a loss in a playoff game can swing the perception on everything so quickly that 
it wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility that the Bills get smoked in this game. Dable's the offensive coordinator for the Bills next year. The reason, okay, so much is being made of the Josh Allen transformation in many ways and Dable being credited for that. And I believe if we get Dable, we don't just bring Dable. We throw another dagger at Buffalo and bring quarterback coach Ken Dorsey to be our offensive coordinator. I'm coming for all of y'all. You know who should be the Jets coach? Freddie Kitchens. Maybe. <laughs> but what I wanted to say is Dable, beyond the Allen stuff, he is getting so much praise and maybe it's just this niche stuff I'm pro Dable media that I am reading, but people are smitten. The guy has a, has a resume that is to be marveled. He has spent extended time under both Belichick and Saban and he left. He left the, the legends to go run McDermott's offense. So people are claiming, okay, so we finally left like a legend tree to go sort of be fully in charge of McDermott's offense. And he, he hit a grand freaking slam. So I am, I am, I am head over heels. I am head over heels. Dable, the enemy. Um, that is sort of my my wish list, and I'm always disappointed. So I'll be wrong. Well, Sean McDermott was the defensive coordinator in Carolina, right? Yeah, yeah. So who are the best coaches in the league right now? Flores, defensive coordinator. McDermott, defensive McDermott, coordinator. coordinator. Belichick, Andy Reid, Belichick, Reid, both McVay, Bel Belichick. LaFleur. Defensive guy, Andy Reid, offensive guy. Uh, LaFleur is too early to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, I don't know oh, 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 don't worry. I have the deep numbers. Do Reed not underestimate sure. the ability or how many defensive-minded coaches have developed quarterbacks in this league. Well, the, what, It is a longer list than like people I mean, even want. Pete Carroll developed that, Russell Wilson. One, he's he's on the list. He's well, on the list. Here, here's the one thing about hiring a defensive guy to come in is that they hold no attachments to the offense, which sometimes is really nice that they can sort of act like CEO of the team and each yes. coordinator can really imprint upon what they want to do on that side. And then you have someone who's a good decision maker and good decision makers. A lot of the time come from the defensive side of the ball. It's like, sometimes you see really good defensive coordinators that were former quarterbacks because they understand defense a lot. Okay, yes. <laughs> and that is sort of why people are high on this, Rams kid. Well, you're high on him because you think that the Chargers might hire him. Yes. And there's also <laughs> another part here. Tell me what you would think of this. Not only do the Chargers hire Brandon Staley to be the head coach, but they retain Shane Deuce Steichen. Staley and then hire Joe Staley. They retain Shane Steichen, a very young offensive mind who they do like, who was our coordinator last year, to be the offensive coordinator. He's retained. He's still under contract. We didn't send him home. And we keep Pep Hamilton around. So we essentially sort of keep the the scheming and the quarterback coach, and we bring in this defensive mind guy. That's been floated. I don't know how I, I don't that think is. Although, I forgot to mention Ron Rivera. He's also an excellent coach and a defensive guy. And he developed Cam Cam Newton's best years were under Rivera. Yeah. So there is a long history. Uh, even Jim Schwartz in Detroit. Um, and I'm, now I'm just thinking off the top of my head, but 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 there's a long list of defensive coaches who have developed the good quarterbacks that we watch today. So it's kind of overblown as much as I agree that I sort of want this offensive show schematic guy to just run my team. Maybe I am being wrong. And it's funny because you look at someone like Mike Zimmer, who, although a lot of the blame gets put at the feet of Kirk Cousins or even Case Keenum before that, I would argue that Cousins and Keenum have been really good while Mike Zimmer has been the head coach and the defense has kind of sucked. Yeah, particularly this year, the defense was terrible. And Zimmer needs to own that. I'd say Sean Payton's one of the better coaches in the league. Yes. Offensive guy. 
And McVeigh too, right? McVeigh and Shanahan for that matter. Yeah, Shanahan for sure. And honestly, up this year with San Francisco with all those injuries was mightily impressive. Up until that punt on Saturday, Vrabel. I like Vrabel. I mean, how could a guy who says someone he tweeted, cut off, he's how willing could to, a yes, guy yes. who could cut off his dick to win a Super Bowl, like self-proclaimed punt there? I, I do like that super testosterone head coach guy won't go for it on fourth and inches on the opponent's 30-yard line. What the fuck are you doing? I know we're late on this and I wanted to do it on the other show, but what... What, what punt was worse, the Vrabel Vrabel's, or Tomlin punt? Vrabel's punt was worse. The Vrabel punt, because they're still in that game. It's a three or four. But the Steelers have a lot of things that, for that punt to actually matter, there's a lot of things that had to happen after that punt. In, inclu- including going for it and getting the first down <laughs> and scoring. They're both yeah. horrible punts. Well, but, I mean, by the numbers, right? The Titans punt was the worst by a team in the last 30 years or something. Yeah, well, the Titans one doesn't even make sense. Like, I just, I, no I legit do not... Un- and it's also I, counterintuitive to how Vrabel's run that offense literally since he's come in there. The one biggest chasm that we find between analytics and actual coaching decision, and I don't think that's an analytics decision. I think that's like a common sense decision when you go down to it. But the biggest chasm that we see, the biggest case that analytics don't really cover for is people who don't want to follow analytics or don't quite understand them or are very anti them is they measure everything in a very micro sample. Well, it didn't work this one time. How could it be right? Well, it's telling you that 68% of the time this is possible. That means if you did it a hundred times, it would work 68% of the time on theory. But then you have another thing too, where the analytics tell you the overall average and the overall percentage of what happens here in this. You pay these guys to be your coach to see things that the numbers don't see at the same time. Correct. A lot of the time, as we've seen with either challenges or decision-making that they're kind of wrong about it. But when it comes down to actual football stuff, you'd have to think that there is a real reason behind some of these decisions. Like I remember the three of us got into an argument a few years ago, and I think you guys would all be on my side for this time, but Carolina and Ron Rivera went for it for two to uh, win the one. game. And Greg Olson dropped the touchdown yeah. in the end zone. You guys were very anti that. It decision was beginning. I wasn't, but the math was explained. The math was explained, explained to me, and I turned. But at the same time, when you looked at it, is it didn't the, make sense. The math might be in your favor or against your favor. But Ron Rivera said, "We have a play that can work right now, and we're going to run it, and we're going to win this game." And the play worked. I didn't like Greg the Olson Colts dropped going it. forward on fourth and goal from the four because it was now on the four. If it was on the one yard line or the two yard line, that's one thing. But with so little time left, and you have to throw a pass, you have a quarterback who can't run. I actually thought if I were the Colts, I actually would have kicked the field goal at the end of the first half. If they, I mean, the, the, the worst play was the, was the toss on third down to lose two yards. If it's fourth and goal from the one, you just go for it. But from the four, I thought that was a circumstance where Frank Reich should have, should have kicked there. I had the plus seven, so I really wanted him to kick, but I understand like this mindset I'm playing. I understood Josh it why he wills, but I would have, I agree. I did not agree with that, and the sad thing is to me, I don't even think that was Frank Reich's like top two Agreed. Worst coaching. But that was like an analytics decision. And, 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 and there's nothing wrong with following the numbers. Uh, but, but that I'm really broke their back when they went offside on the field goal because they could have totally. gotten out of that mistake just totally. giving up three the other way instead of it being like a full like double digit swing. What game was it where they got him to jump? The Buffalo game. It that was, was the Buffalo, Buffalo Indianapolis. The, then they got a touchdown. And that was on the drive after the Bears also jumped. The, conversion. the Bears also jumped against the Saints. I'm not going to lie to you. I fell asleep and took a nap during the Bears and Saints game. So you're watching a Nick? 
<laughs> I actually, I actually quite enjoyed. Like, from I, I obviously we don't get Nickelodeon up here, so I didn't. Yeah, watch apparently people loved it. Apparently it was great. Yeah, yeah, uh, good yeah. for them. Um, Hopefully they do it again. People are like, no, let's do it. Thanksgiving, we do Christmas. Do it games. for the Super Bowl. Let's, let's uh... Super Bowl is a really interesting one to do it for because if your kids are up, that would be a good broadcast to introduce yeah. them into it. Uh, yeah, and, and really, what do you care? No, I don't care. Like, do, do you watch the Super Bowl with sound off? I'm in normally in a room with so many friends you that never it doesn't hear. even matter. That's the thing. It's part of the reason, like, A, if the Chargers played in the Super Bowl, I'd like to think I'd give up my arm to have an aisle seat Would so you? I could pace. But I wouldn't want to be around people because I need to hear when my, like, third best, like, linebacker leaves the game. I need to hear when they're giving me an update on his status. But you don't because you're on Twitter the entire time. Not I, Who knows where... Uh, fantasizing about things that'll never happen. Well, t- He'll t- be in the, the Chargers Reddit mega thread that night. So let's do the rankings. I think we've talked through this. We've talked yeah. about each of the teams. Let's go from worst to first of these seven teams. Do we agree that, is it Detroit, Houston, or Philly, or Atlanta? That's the worst. To me, it's Philly. I like Wentz. I'm going to say Atlanta. To me, Atlanta's my worst. I think it's Detroit, but then Philly would be second. I'm really torn. I, I can't make heads or tails. I feel like Philly could go and win that division and be a contender next year if they get Wentz right. That's why they're not last. Uh, no, as long, I, Dax, I if long, not. long as Dak is healthy, I don't think Dallas. I don't think Dallas will lose. Yeah. What was what was Dallas with Dak? Like one and four anyway. They went, they went seven and nine without Dak for four fifths of the season, and they missed the playoffs on a tiebreaker. Like that team would have been seven and nine, ten and You're six. Right, and then a lot of defense. You, you say you say that they would be but... seven and nine or eight and eight, but what did they finish? Five and eleven. Seven and nine. If you well, tell me when Dallas finished Dallas seven and finished nine, seven. Yeah. Yes. What did Washington finish then? Seven and nine. But the Redskins beat them twice. That's why they got the uh, the playoff game and not Dallas. Did Dallas beat the Giants in the last week? Yes. Did no, they? no. The Giants beat Giants won. Giants no, were you're the right. upset team. They, they were six and ten. They were six and ten. Yeah. Okay. You, they were six and ten. You, they, you are correct. They would have been seven and nine had they beaten the Giants. I thought they were. They were five six and, and ten. They would have been. They would, no, they, I'm with they, Pat. They, to they me, if Wentz is right, if Wentz returns to Wentz, I like Eagles' outlook over the Cowboys. Or, or, no, they, or they say, or, or you know what? We say, hey, we're done with Wentz. We're gonna get rid of him. We're starting Hurts. I, I feel like they have a they have enough solid pieces, especially on the deal. I worry about their O line because they were just so they were so hurt this year. They're not in a great cap situation either. No, but, but Atlanta's worse. But Atlanta's the worst job. They, the Saints have been in a bad cap situation for literally 15 years, and I don't think it's made a difference yet. The, the Rams, Jeff's been calling the Rams cap position the world's worst ever for like three years. They just keep signing people. <laughs> no, three years ago, they were like, fine, because they weren't in it yet. And yeah, now they're in it, and I'm amazed at their success, and I give them all the credit in the world, and their coach is a schematic genius, and they never blow a lead. So they're, He they're, also knows all the players on the he Packers. He knows team. all the players. Hey, um, you know what? You guys continue to mock that and bring that up, but when we start talking about these bad coaches, they don't even know all the players on their own team. I told you I recite Lynn Pressers, where like he can't even recall <laughs> plays from like 14 minutes ago. And McVeigh can recall a third and three from like seven years ago where he was like an offensive water boy. So all the credit there. You're asking me my vote. Falcons last. Falcons last. I'm going to go last. But I'm going to make this list last. based on the Texans and Eagles keeping their fixing guys. their quarterbacks. Well, well, it's it's funny because if you look at it, besides the Chargers, 
if he went into Atlanta and fixed their problems, I think they could be a contender next year. It's just I don't think they're a contender three years from now with the team. They could have been a contender this year. They just had terrible luck. Like, they would they just have ever since that you cursed them in the Super Bowl, they've just had horrendous luck every year. They've been losing games. They have no right to lose over and over and over again. Well, it's just like the Chargers. I I would say the Chargers and Falcons are the most like game ready to be good next year. Yeah, they're two completely different ways. Jags or Jets? Better job. I say Jags. I, say, I, I think so, too, because you get all the power and you get any of the QBs you want. And no pressure. And zero pressure on you. So you're yeah, not in Jackson. New York. You're not back page. You're not. There's yep. no uh, burner account. Manish Maya 2.0 coming to, like, eat you up from the inside. I will, I however, say in defense of Tim, and I think I've been sort of on this from the moment it looked as bleak as possible for the Jets. I think it's a good situation. They hire a coach I like. They hire Robert Sala. It'll be hard to get to Tim's 11 wins like he'll project, but I will be very high. I will be very high on where this team is with the basic pieces that remain there and the cap room. They hire a coach I like. Hopefully it's not a coach I want. Um, I will be high on their ability to really fix this thing. Not next year, but get it right. Absolutely. Agreed. Detroit and Houston are such wild cards for me. Well, I think Houston is a cut above because Watson is that good. And I think he stays. Ipso facto, I like the Texans' job better. I am going to... I love Watson. I just... Who are they drafting? No one, because they don't have any fucking draft picks. So it's the team they have that went, what, 4-12 and this year? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you'll get some third or fourth round picks, I guess. I mean, they might even have to... And get rid the of the roster will get actually worse before it can get better. So shit, I hate to do this. Bump to tr- you're going to put Philly ahead of Houston though. Yes. Like I said, Philly, you don't think Philly can win that division next year? Like nine and seven, 10 and six. Like they can, but, yeah, but Deshaun Watson still the best could still be the best player in his division and every division matchup. He's the best player in and they're fine. Or, or like, I don't know. There's a path. I, I guess there's a path, but the Jags are going to get Trevor Lawrence. They should be better than they were this year. The Colts are still a Jameis Winston away from like winning a playoff game, potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Texans or the Titans are going to be good next year. Like the Titans, like, the Titans are actually a team that, if they can figure out any semblance of defense, could be really good. Next Do you year. know they didn't have a Agreed. defensive coordinator? Really. Vrabel chose to never name one throughout the year. And he... What, did they put it to a Twitter poll of what play we should No, make? I guess they just, like, their linebacker coach ran the walkthroughs and stuff. Wouldn't and that v- just make him the defensive coordinator? Yes, but Vrabel never did it by, by label. And it just became this running, like, theme for the media all year as the defense struggled. And Vrabel admitted in his end-of-season presser that that was a real miscalculation. So Because my- he didn't think it would gain like legs with the media like and just grow every week but it's got legs baby <laughs> but it I'm everywhere jets best hire bill o'brien i think would probably be my pick or who who is the offensive coordinator in cleveland is it alex van pelt is he the oc or is he the qb coach? i believe i believe abp is the oc there yeah so the jets hire a v p as their new head coach after the browns beat the chiefs in the second round because you need to bring the guy who made Baker Mayfield a star into New York. Oh, that would yeah. be great. Well, you know, that the Browns and the Rams great. both won last week, and those are the Jets' two wins. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Shit, man. You, you should take a victory lap, Tim. You, you, I, I do you, think they were one of the best 2-14 and 14 teams you've seen. 
Is that crazier than me when I made my claim about how successful I thought the macro version? Here's of the, the thing: you guys need was. to stop competing for who's crazier. There's no competition. You. Jeff's there obviously is a competition. crazier. There's a, you're both fucking nuts. Is the answer? I'm happy. Yeah, to but be Jeff nuts. is crazy. You're not crazy. Yeah, he's an angry crazy person. You're a happy crazy person. <laughs> Except for your craziness manifests itself in anger a lot of the time. My craziness <laughs> does sometimes come out in a as anger and passion. Like I said, you're like clam chatter. You just feel the passion. My wife had to learn that. Like, no, he's not angry. He's just passionate. <laughs> Th think about that saying. That's like when we President, go out with Tim. Crazy person. We go out into public with Tim. It's like, no, he's just like that. <laughs> My volume is loud, but I'm just passionate. I'm not angry. Unless I'm angry. And you know when I'm angry. Would we like you when you're angry? You got to think about that one, huh? No, I don't know. No one should like when. No. All right. Any final thoughts on the? Yeah, you didn't rank who the best is. It's the Jags. The Jags is the best job. Jags, Chargers, Jets. One, two, three. That is my ranking, too. Jags, Chargers, Jets. Yeah, I kind of am, am relegated to... You can just say the Chargers number one. Jack. No, I don't know, because I you. do believe that the, the Chargers don't play with... Mah the, the Jags don't play with Mahomes. Like, I do agree. The, the Jags, yes. you evaluate Lawrence to be generational and that cap room. You could build that team as you, in your own vision... That's a great, that's a, yeah, that's number one. Point to me, I've listened to the crack in your voice. You don't believe that for a second. Also, cap, cap room in the NFL, highly overrated. No, if you It means basically nothing. Hold on, if you Yeah, but the Jets have a lot of cap I know, and when was the last time the Jets didn't have a ton if, of cap room, on. Tim? If you believe Lawrence is, is generational supreme, it's a better job. Because you can create that team in the vision in which you want. Yeah, but just because uh, Trevor Lawrence is gener a generational talent doesn't mean Herbert's not too, Jeff. Herbert's good, and we got pieces, and we got pieces, and I want to go, go, go. You leave, Listen, I love Hunter Henry. You leave me this Florida tight end at 13, I swear to God, we'll leave the murders out of it, but watch this Gronk Hernandez shit I want to pull. Oh, my God. I see where you came around on that. Not what I thought you were talking about. I thought No, you were, not me. I thought you were saying that the guy that you're going to draft is a murderer. No, <laughs> we'll leave that part out of it. But I'm telling you, I want to I wanna explode. I'm coming for you, 10-year-old Los Angeles boy. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> we're coming for the hearts and minds of the children of Los Angeles. Did you write that time code? Yeah, down? I got that time code down. <laughs> that was just we a... We can't air that on TV. I think we leave that one in. We're coming I to the hearts. I don't think we do. Listen, the Rams got to lose. The Rams can't go back to another Super Bowl. I have got to, to take that 10-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> They're impressionable. Yeah. <laughs> I just mean buying a jersey, not <laughs> taking them anywhere. <laughs> I did this to myself. Let's end it. Okay, that will do it on the, uh, the the Pat Mayo experience. Coming in next is uh, Chris Hansen to talk yeah, to. Why, why, don't you have a, why don't you have a seat over here, Jeff? Why do you have that Mike's Hard Lemonade with you? <laughs> there we go. That came out so wrong. I feel like that was the, the I mean, it's going to be hard to top that as like moment of the year on the show. We're the second week of January. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't know why I did it. Wasn't the order of the words was wrong. I know yeah, it was. People will know what you meant, Jeff. I hope so. <laughs> Me too. Don't do not bleep it. You got to just leave the full context or it'll make it worse for me. All right. If you, if I can no longer have you on the show next week, it is your fault because of it. Hold on. You've already been fired from my show once out of my control. We, but hold on. Yeah, we're we'll doing that. great here at the end of this podcast. Yeah, you're, you're really giving us a, really giving us a lot of extra work to do. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I will do it on the Pat Mayo experience. You don't even need to like this one if you don't want to, but you probably will anyway, and you'll probably time code that part, won't you? The FBI will see if you like this one. That's the problem. <laughs> I think we're okay. <laughs> I want to thank Jeff. I want to thank Paul. I want to thank the studio audience. I want to thank you good people out there and myself, but not Tim Andacust. Tim Andacust. That's not my name. For being here, remember to smash the like. Uh, leave <coughs> who you think the funniest Jet slash Chargers coach would end up being for content for the show. Do not report Jeff into the authorities. Please, people out there, remember to go subscribe to the Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bet Show. Leave a five-star review with your Twitter handle or email address to get into one of the many $100 American dollar draws. If you're Canadian, that's like $3 bucks or something like that. I don't know what the actual conversion is right now, but you know, could be pretty good. Not going to lie to you. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in. I'll be back on Friday with Jake Seeley and the drafting picks for the divisional playoffs. I'll see you next time.
What up, everyone? Pat Mayo here. If you have found this podcast feed, it's a secret. Don't tell anyone. But I'll be launching a new fantasy football podcast for the 2021 fantasy football season audio and video show. It's not going to be anything like the Pat Mayo experience, to tell you the truth. I will not be hosting it, but it will be airing as a part of the Mayo Media Network podcast feeds and on the Mayo Media Network YouTube channel. So please go subscribe to both of those. Essentially, it's going to be the counter to my show. Hopefully, it provides you with very accurate news, very accurate stats, very accurate rankings. And you can actually use it to win and make money, unlike my show. So... I'm very excited for this to roll out, but again, it's a secret, so keep it to yourself right now. If you're listening to this, please rate and review just to get that out of the way and help us have a very successful launch. We'll see you soon.